girls back in 45 minutes or milk cuts your balls off fair enough shake i just bet my balls and shook on it <laughs> All right, from the apocalypse, from the first. <laughs> this might be the last time we broadcast. This, yes. Uh, welcome to episode eleven of the Dilettante Central podcast. You already uh, said that after episode two, by the way, when it looked like World War Three was happening. Yeah, yeah. We're we we live in constant fear of everything going wrong here. Uh, you know, but this might be the opening scene from an, an apocalyptic movie. It's uh, episode 11, Dilettante Central. We're a couple of guys with no credentials who like to talk shit. Let's get this bread. So we need to talk about coronavirus, COVID-19. COVID-19. Or as the Republicans are starting to call it, the Wuhan flu, because they can't not be racist in any situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's crazy. It's like, uh, you know... I saw them going like, oh, are you getting so mad about these? Are, are you people still mad about us calling it the Spanish flu <laughs> like, back in the day? It's like, I don't know, like maybe, you know, a hundred years ago is not the fucking reference point for like, maybe it shouldn't have been called the Spanish flu. Who the fuck knew what the name was back then? But it's also right? funny because we actually few... know the name of the of the virus now. You couldn't know the name of a virus right. Right, right. when it was the Spanish flu, you fucking dickheads. But also Racist. a few weeks ago, I watched a Stefan Molyneux video on the coronavirus because he's now trying to do like hard news, you know, and he has like some quack doctors on to talk about the coronavirus. Okay. And he was saying a few weeks ago that basically Asian people, you know, because Asian, it's just right. like, they're a total all the different, same. Yeah, yeah. Total, to, totally different physiology, <laughs> exactly. biology, right. Asian people, like for the some Asian reason, genes. <laughs> exactly. Right. For some reason, Asians were more susceptible to this virus. And oh, uh, he was saying, so the virus clearly doesn't think that all races are the same. <laughs> wow. Fucking Molyneux's evil, man. He's a piece and of shit. And now the entire country of Italy is shut down. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> because uh, as it turns out... Well, it's, you know, it's because of that Marco Polo. There's a lot of Chinese going on in Italy. Oh, Marco yeah. Polo, you know. And also... Um, it's in the noodles. Italians used to just eat grains. Yes. God damn it. Yeah. And Genghis Khan probably, too. We Genghis all have Khan. his genes, basically. Oh, so we're, we're all, all susceptible. Yeah, he's That's like, why. Oh. We cracked the code. Yo, call Alex Jones. We... we <laughs> he was also like... These two guys... <laughs> I don't really agree with their politics, but they know what's going on. <laughs> but he also was like a few weeks ago, he was like, this is not only a government generated uh, a virus for population control that escaped. It is also a UN plan to fucking uh, test out global martial law. He's this like, is a dry run on, on, the end of the, on the end times, folks. This is a dry run. They're going for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, Jim Baker, the Reverend. Yeah, Jim yeah, Baker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did oh, you see he, his thing? No. Fucking, I think uh, John Oliver threw a thing on there yeah, last yeah. night or whatever. Yeah. Where basically Jim Baker was, you know how like all these fucking guys like sell vitamins and weird shit? Of course, like, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, so Jim Baker said he got a doctor to say that silver destroys uh, 
Oh, the, colloidal the, the corona, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, 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 Corona yeah, 19. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, so you want to get this like silver hand spray, health yeah. spray that I have? It would be, yeah, it well, would totally eradicate it. Well, Alex Jones, uh, last I mean, yeah. week I watched uh, a transmission um, <laughs> <laughs> just to see what Live he Live from the bunker. Yeah. And he spent an entire segment. He is like, sit on the radio, so, you know, it's like... Right. An entire segment in between uh, commercial breaks, selling products. Oh, yeah, yeah. Selling like, yeah. Uh, storable foods and all that shit. An entire segment. So like 10 for 10 minutes, he was like, yeah, folks, this is it. We have the real, you have to buy it from us. All the other companies are not as good as ours. You know, we really care about you. So you have to yeah. buy it from us. But this yeah. is it, folks. Yeah. This coronavirus, now is the time. This is our <laughs> moment. <laughs> exactly, it's like we have the entire store forty percent off, blah blah blah. You know, like but like for right, ten, right. ten straight, an entire fucking segment, just like mm -hmm. it is. It is a true hustle. They're fucking running. Dude, it's amazing. <laughs> Such a piece of shit. But here's the thing that I that that always amuses me. Bring it back to my my favorite punching uh, bag, the libs. Okay. So the house organ of the affluent coastal PMCs, a.k.a. the New York Times, <laughs> their thing to always gauge like how bad a situation like that is, mm -hmm. is, is the airline industry affected or not? <laughs> you know, because like right. as soon as the elites cannot, as soon as like they are affected by planes maybe being delayed or canceled or whatever, that's when it gets bad. It was exactly the same thing a few years ago. No one will remember this, uh, but when Trump threw a hissy fit over his border, border wall funding and shut down the government for like over a month, when it was resolved was when, when air traffic controllers were starting to get affected, you know, because air traffic controllers are government uh, employees. They were going to have to cut hours. Or cut hours or something like that exactly and so so air safety was not guaranteed anymore and at that point when the elites <laughs> cannot i don't know have I, seamless air traffic anymore that, that's when shit hits the that, van for these people that might be a stretch <laughs> I, I would say as someone who's been taking aviation lessons yeah, that's, uh, what, that's that's well, how they no, 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 it. i mean you could just make the argument that planes are giant bombs loaded with people as we know well in this country, and having safety issues with regard to them being able to land and occupy airspace is probably yeah, a but good, I mean, uh, also like a good line in the sand. Regular um, people's concerns might be maybe, oh, should I bring my well, child to school? But or I mean, but for the not, for your regular New York Times reader, it's like, oh, uh, can I take my I, plane I to LA? Or whatever. I think I think you're you're stretching it a bit. Uh, a little bit. Shocker. Um, <laughs> Just like, it's not, have you fucking been on a plane lately? It's not like back in the day where going on a plane was a thing. Uh, that it's, it's a, they're fucking buses that go in the sky now. It's not like, it's not like, oh, this is some wild elite thing. No, but they're the most concerned about it though. Sure, whatever. Like the real elites don't fly regular. They don't well, need the air traffic. Elite, but I'm not talking about the one percent. I'm talking about the, uh, the the affluent coastal PMCs, my personal enemies, <laughs> because I also hate myself, and I am one of them. <laughs> ah, ah, we get to the root of it. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, no, I got you. Yeah, the same the same people who are uh, post mating every fucking meal. Right. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just crazy because like. So I'm going to plug a book. I think, I don't know if this author is dead or not. Like 
I'm surprised nobody's talking to him. Uh, shout out Michael Lewis, the author of Moneyball and The Big Short. Oh, he, he's not dead. He's around. Why isn't anybody talking to him? He wrote a book about this being the fucking thing that would get us like a year and a half ago called The Fifth Risk. He was on a bunch of podcasts when he, when he got out. But essentially, he was doing a book on like that what, you know, what the Trump people would call uh, the deep state and what normal fucking people would just call career government workers. Right. The government. <laughs> yeah. The government. Exactly. <laughs> what normal people would just call the government. Um, but he was doing it. He was he had planned it so that it would be during the transition you know, obviously not knowing who was going to become president, you know, uh, like because he was doing like a year's worth of research. Um, and then when it became Trump, it became a whole other book. Right. Because. Right. But he, he basically was like following, you know, the Department of Energy, the De- Department of, you know, uh, Homeland Security, uh, Health and Human Services, all of these things. FEMA. And he was just like, okay, so what do you guys plan for? Like, how do you think about these things? You know, what what can happen? Like, and so he would always ask them. He's like, what are your? He would ask ask like all the people in all these agencies. Like, so what are your top five concerns? And he said, you know, they were normally conditioned to think about, you know, three maybe four, but five, it was the the unknown thing that could go wrong that's kind of uh, related to it. And then he, he just was like, this is the fifth risk, right? Like it's, he just decided since all of them couldn't go five deep, it was always the, like the unforeseen thing we can't right. think about. He's, he called it the fifth risk. And then it turns out then Trump gets elected and he's like, okay, well let me do this transition thing. And like, he chronicled the fact that they came up, like there's like a whole thing in the budget for each agency to, make their transition reports to the next administration. And like, that's in the budget. That's like these people, this amount of people will work on it from this day to this day. Yep. And when they did it, Trump sent nobody to get any of these things. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was a thing with uh, Rick Perry when he came in as department of energy secretary. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But he didn't even know that he would oversee nuclear the, weapons. Yeah. yeah. Like that's their primary job. No one knew. No one gave a shit. No one was even interested in what yeah. the, the, the previous administration did. No, no. Rick Perry wanted to fucking get rid of it when he was, he was running for president in 2012. Right. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's insane. Um, but I mean, but, Jared Kushner, the, the the golden boy, same thing. There was like a bunch of right. stories of but him. Nobody, just... But nobody even bothered to show up to like get any of Like it's yeah, yeah, crazy, yeah, yeah. which is crazy because essentially, and that leads to like what's happening today, right? Like they're so ill-prepared that this, this, this fucking crisis is happening because they were like, we're, this idiot's worried about the stock market rather than actually just having a cohesive plan and getting out in front of some, a, a potential pandemic. But this is by design, though. I mean, this is just Republicans 101. They want to well, dismantle the state. Not well, this is, well, that's what I was going to get to, is that this is what happens. This is the apotheosis of the Reagan revolution. Right, yeah, exactly. This yeah. is exactly, this is it. And it's pure. Every time you voted for a Reagan Republican in the last 40 years, this is what you were fucking voting for. The destruction of government to the point where they couldn't actually, like... So tell me, folks, how's the the uh, the private sector going to fix this? 
Well, hilariously, Bill Gates this week said that the, the private sector is not actually equipped to do this and that we should have a, go a robust government taking care of this. Oh, you don't say, Mr. <laughs> Gates. Really? No shit. Is that what a government is actually created for? Is that why maybe we should think about uh, reforming our healthcare system <laughs> just uh, a, yeah. a tiny bit? Yeah, maybe? maybe maybe Medicare for all might be a good thing in case of a pandemic. I don't know. Maybe paid uh, sick leave. Yeah, let me pull up this uh, New York Times headline that I saw this morning where I was just like, "This is hilarious." New York Times headline. Analysts say, of course, you know, analysts. Analysts. Analysts say Europe's social programs and protective labor rules could serve as a powerful counter against a coronavirus feared economic toll. <laughs> you think? So you, th you think actually having a healthcare system. Having a healthcare system and, and a social safety net. And a social safety net. And, you know, like so, things like paid sick time and shit like that <laughs> might be useful. <laughs> It's not actually a communist plot to kill I, everyone. I love... We are I, not going to execute Chris Matthews right. in fucking Central yeah, Park. Yeah, let's ask Chris Matthews. <laughs> you know, I have to tell you, Frank, last night I was, uh, I was reading about the fall of Rome, and this just reminds me of that. It's absurd. It, it's like, it, it really is. This coronavirus is going to prove whether people... I, I don't think... I think we're so far gone, nobody's actually going to take the actual lesson from this. Oh, no, of course not. Uh, but it's going to prove everything democratic socialists have been talking about. Yeah. You know, like, not even going all the way back. Like, I don't even want to say, like, you know, socialists, communists, or whatever, Cold War, you know, going all the way back. But, like, even just the last, you know, since the financial crisis... Just the idea of like the Occupy Wall Street movement, the Occupy, you know, like DSA, like this modern inc uh, incarnation of like this movement from the left. This shit's proving it right. Like the, the combination of the Trump just administration's policies in general and what the economy is and the lack of the social safety net with this now pandemic possibly occurring is, is like you're never going to get more like quantifiable real life real time evidence yeah yeah uh, and, but also the thing and I'm, I'm starting to talk about this in this way now with my especially my uh, affluent pmc friends is that like this is not this is this isn't even left this is no. just a baseline yeah you know you have conservative governments in europe and you have leftist governments in europe right. but they all have this baseline this shared baseline of universal health care right you know universal school programs like free colleges in various you know iterations and whatnot but it's just like a baseline of just basic human fucking dignity well, you know And and so what Bernie is advocating for is just this fucking base. It's not radical in any no. way, shape, or form. He would be just a a centrist backbencher in Germany. Yeah, you know nothing that he says is is even remotely radical anywhere in Europe, and Absolutely. probably in the world. Even I would almost argue, you know, it's in fact Joe Biden would be considered a conservative. Uh, yeah, I mean he basically could be a Republican president like 40 years ago. It's uh, no, no, because this is no, because I, I and this is this is to kind of the the point of like why one of the reasons why he shouldn't be president today is that he was around forty years ago <laughs> and he wasn't a Republican. You know what I mean? Like so, it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, 
he would have been more like a pre- a Republican like 60 years ago. All right. You know what I mean? Like, because 40 years ago is what we're dealing with now is like the, the genesis right. of, of this bullshit. Right. Yeah. But I mean, no, he's, he's so like 60, old- like you, I could see him being like a Truman or, or uh, not a Truman. Truman was a Democrat. Uh, uh, fucking Eisenhower, Nick, like early Nixon. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's just yeah. an old school conservative. Right. Right. He's he's you know? a pre Goldwater. Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah. yeah right. Exactly. Yeah. Pre Goldwater conservative. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Back when maybe, you know, his like fever dream of the moderate quote unquote Republican back when that still existed, maybe. <laughs> right. I <laughs> mean, know? yeah. Look, they always uh, hated, you know, social services, but they weren't fucking. Fucking Nixon invented the uh, fucking EPA, though. I mean, you know, it's not like. Yeah, no, Nixon, Nixon, like Nixon's policy, like Nixon's fucked up on a lot of levels and he got progressively worse. By the because he he was living in the in the Goldwater moment right like pre and post he barely loses to Kennedy Goldwater is the Republican nominee in '64 it looks like Nixon's career is over at that point he's the governor of California at that point I think yep but like back then you lose a presidential race it doesn't look like you're ever going to be a viable candidate again and then he comes back in '68 but like a lot of things had to happen but like. The Republican Party, that seed of like all that shit, plus the fact that Nixon, like the way he lost to Kennedy and all of that stuff, you know, it, it's corrupting. So he like and not to say I ever thought he was a great guy or whatever, but like he went from like a reasonable, you know, what a I mean? nice guy. I want to I want to hang out and have a beer with him. Yeah. No, but he was ne- like, but he went from like a guy who, who was like about governing, you know what I mean? To a person who was about corrupt ass power plays, like you know what I mean? Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The difference in terms of like what was happening when he was vice president under Eisenhower, and then what was happening right from his presidency on, right, you know what right, I mean? right, like, right, right. Yeah, it is like you know, like for fuck's sake, Truman. Uh, I and I, I mean to say Truman, but uh, was was a Democrat, but he was from Missouri. He was, you know moderate at best maybe probably more, more right-leaning than anything else mm-hmm. um integrated the the services and eisenhower sent you know the 82nd airborne into sec you know desegregate schools like these were things that i hate to be that guy but both sides could actually <laughs> agree were things that needed to be done even if it was unpopular well, there are still th- things that both sides agree needs to be done. It's just giving more money to rich people. Right. Yeah. N- we went now. We went know? from like protecting black children in right. s- in schools to <laughs> with to exactly. The, yeah. So like, let's give Jamie Dimon some more money. Oh, so this is the thing Who I want to tell you. Unfortunately, did not die in open heart surgery. Man, wow. Uh, I think this might be the first time we actually wish death on someone. On the pod, he is a despicable fucking asshole. All right, so you're gonna get even more angry right now. Um, so Axios did an article on. Oh, Biden wants him to be Treasury Secretary. Well, since on we're on the, Biden, on his potential, he's floating ideas. Yeah. And Bloomberg, head of the World Bank, or something. Yeah, like yeah, like. <laughs> so, all right, I'm just gonna say this. This is gonna Speaking come. Speaking of Biden, is a is a conservative. <laughs> I mean, this list is is unconscionable, and like, what's yeah. crazy is 
I don't know how in any, like, I don't know, as of this moment, Elizabeth Warren has not endorsed either Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders. Well, let's, let's backtrack for a second well, and, and set this up before we go off on Biden, because I have a few things to say, too. We should say that since the last time we, since the last transmission, folks, yeah, uh, the globalists got their wish, uh, the Democratic Party got smart, as far as Bernie is concerned. Barack Obama uh, strapped the uh, the gun behind the water tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, yeah. And, and he went into that restaurant in uh, in the Bronx and yeah. came out and capped fucking and and Pete and Amy knew where to look. Yeah, you know, and they closed ranks behind yeah. Biden. <laughs> And he, I mean, we have to say, obliterated. Bernie. Oh, the machine! The machine came together. The machine came together in a way that they never do. For example, when it comes to defeating Republicans, yeah, <laughs> they yeah, only no. do it when it comes to. <laughs> uh, oh, here's this old man who wants to give healthcare to poor people. No, right? We, <laughs> this, yeah, they, we must they really did. They really did that. the end of the Godfather. This is literally the end of the Godfather. <laughs> Fucking scene, like except. You know, it was everybody's campaigns. Like, fucking Pete Buttigieg got mo-greened. His campaign got mo-greened. Yeah. He was on yep. the massage table, got shot right in the fucking eye. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, th the day before Super Tuesday. So he basically made all of those people work to the last second. Well, until, until literally the second he ran out of money, probably, too. <laughs> no, no, he was running out of money. He was running out of money, but, like, my... my all right, so we knew this... Here's the thing. It all came together, and you guys all know this really well by now, uh, or it's like a week and a half later, but Pete Buttigieg drops out uh, Sunday. Um, they were all in Selma, except for Bernie, who was in California, uh, breaking up public enemy. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but they were all in Selma, where basically Tom Perez could get them all in a room together. And I mean, we should just call it the Selma massacre. My my friend Tom Perez. Yeah. My favorite person on earth. The the I mean, this was the Selma anniversary massacre right here. Like, Buttigieg drops out. He drops out, and after a phone call with another one of my faves, Barack Obama, decides to endorse Biden on Monday. Who, by the way, Biden twenty years ago. Uh, voted against legalizing uh, gay marriage and Bernie voted for it. Right. And yeah, like, look, he, he decided like, so Amy Klobuchar pops out, drops out right after Pete drops out. Like she literally just was like, I'm not getting out till he gets out. And then, but she instantly endorses Biden. And then, you know, the stink is in. Cause then it's like Buttigieg drops out. She drops out. She endorses. Rumors are Buttigieg is going to endorse him Monday night. And you're like, oh, okay. I see what's going on now. And then out of nowhere, because a Super Tuesday state was also Texas, mm -hmm. this is how you know it was a coordinated effort. Mm -hmm. It's not about Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar dropping out two day, a day before and two days before. And it, it's about the endorsements being coordinated the night before, and this is how you know, because fucking Beto O'Rourke. Mr. I was born to run. Who, who's who been out of the uh, primary since at least the summer, since like August, maybe September. 
Yeah, he dropped out pretty early. Right? Yeah. He endorsed Biden. Yep. And that's how you know this is a coordinated attack. Yep. Beto had not been relevant in oh, the yeah. campaign. Like, like he could have endorsed him. Like, Texas was always on the Super Tuesday uh, ballot. Right. Like, so this is how you know. And he no doubt pushed him over the edge. I yeah. mean, it, it looked like Bernie was about to, to win in Texas. Texas. Yeah, yeah, no, no, Beto, that worked. It worked, but, yeah. but this is But who's the only person? And we know for a fact it is acknowledged that Pete had a conversation with Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. Who's the only person who could get all of those people to toe a line? Yeah. Which is crazy because he's not endorsed. He hasn't, has not endorsed Joe Biden yet. Well, he even said before Biden was even in the race, officially, he told Biden, you don't need to do this <laughs> because I think Obama I have, you know, my many uh, problems with him, but he knows that Biden is a very weak candidate. I don't think that he necessarily wants Biden. Well, nobody was viable anymore. Right, yeah. Well, it's it's just, it's, the it's mind-boggling that this is the guy, obviously senile. Do you well, well Obvious hold on one second. Do, do you think Obama, do you think the thing that pushed him over the edge was the really bad impressions Mayo Pete was doing of him? You think that might have been the thing that got him so angry? He's like, "Fuck this! Everybody needs to st this. This mother these motherfuckers need to stop. All right, this little fuck is doing these these shitty fucking ripoffs of my fucking shtick. And now, like, I no, I will not tolerate another fucking side by side comparison video of might me and, and fucking Pete Buttigieg. Might be, might be. That might have been the thing, right? Yeah. It might have just been like him doing. Oh my God, that little fucking rat! Well, fight. he's he's self-involved enough to to proud to think that way, probably. Oh, and and just a little side note in like white privilege, Mayor Pete's hosting Jimmy Kimmel this week. <laughs> this fucking fuck from nowhere, this no talent fuck, oh is hosting God. a late night show on a major network. It's not he's not hosting Conan O'Brien. He's getting to host. Like, Cory Booker had a TV show, y'all. They wouldn't let him. And he's actually funny. And he's actually funny. He's, he's engaged to a movie star. He's a sense of humor. He has a sense of humor. F fucking Pete is a robot. Exactly. Cory Booker is on, has had a, his own fucking reality show following him when he was a mayor. When he was a mayor of a fucking yeah. city city. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> he had a fucking, like, he's... He, also, a Rosa, actually a lawyer, went to law school, didn't just go to fucking, uh, oh, Division One college football player, engaged to a movie star. You yep. can't get him to fucking host a segment on shit. This fucking little twerp motherfucker gets to host one of the fucking three major networks fucking late night show? Wow, I did not Man. know about that. That is ridiculous. Way to be white, y'all. Yep, yep, yep. Fuck. Wow. But um, yeah, so anyway, they, the the plan came together. Like, the club <laughs> misspoke the other night and was like, "I'm ready to join the ticket," and she was almost said, "et," like she said, "ticket." Oh, wow. It's like, is is this dude really gonna pick the club as his running mate? Like that that would totally make sense because he's. Well, I thought Stacey Abrams. She's being real cute about that shit, man. The way she's talking, I, I'm not. I'm not. And I don't know what she brings to the table other than a near miss. Like, 
Oh, she's it, a black woman. That's. The, I mean, she's a black woman, but like, and, and she's as qualified in terms of like just being and lucid. You know, <laughs> she's definitely lucid. No, I like. I like. Like, which I don't counts want, this time I, around? I don't want to make that like a thing where I'm I'm shitting on Stacey Abrams, but the fact is, you know, she she was a person who worked in government, who almost became governor of Georgia, like, and also hopefully. I, I, you know what I mean? She stay, like, she, I mean, she's building like a huge political infrastructure for right. the Democratic Party in the South, and I hope she stays there and, and continues that. Because, well, that yeah, that's know, we, more we important. Need, we need those infrastructures, right? No, exactly. You know, the same way that Beto should have fucking run for senator in in Texas again, yeah. Um, you know, instead of like some vanity fucking no shot presidential yeah. campaign, yeah. I mean, we need those guy- people to to build these infrastructures because they're lacking for the Democratic Party because they're, they're just not smart about power, and we need to get smart about power. Yeah, I mean, look, the guy, the guy who lost to Steve King by one point last time didn't go. You know what? I'm gonna go run for fucking uh, governor of fucking Iowa. Right. He's like, I'm running against Steve King again. Yeah. <laughs> Because we got to get a Nazi the fuck out of Congress. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what Beto should have done. Like, okay, you're, you're, okay, I'm going to run for Cornyn seat. Um, yeah, but well, as you always say, Democrats only care about the presidency. They don't yeah. understand that other things are equally, if not more, important. It's fucked up, man. Like, look, the Republicans understand how to fucking squeeze and how to take advantage of things. It's why they keep breaking everything. Going back to Joe Biden, though. But yeah, go back to like, I mean, everybody's in on Joe on on the the establish, establishment's in on him being the guy. Um, so can I can I say a few things about Biden that I was thinking about this week? Sure. Uh, because during his oh, first of all, shout out to Bernie who pulled a Pete basically on. Oh, that was great on, the, on Super Tuesday. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> just like gave a victory speech even though he was, he was being losing. shellacked. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, that was. You know, who says the old people don't learn from the young? <laughs> you can't teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but anyway, Biden, uh, during his speech, that he barely got through and then also confused his sister for his wife. I'm grimacing. You can't see this. I am grimacing right now, y'all. Um, he said, literally, like, the goal of his campaign is to restore honor and decency and and save the soul of america right that's his kind of calling card so you know i was thinking like what does that mean in this country right honor and decency and and saving the soul of america because of the next day ghouls like bill crystal and john brennan fucking uh endorsed him are those honorable people are those are those decent people you know every single fucking twitter account with 20 followers that is rude to jennifer rubin people immediately demand that that uh, bernie sh- apologizes for it you know and yet bill crystal a guy who has literal blood on his hands from like millions of iraqis that that died endorses fucking biden who himself cheerleaded us into iraq yeah and that's cool. We're good with that. You know, those are the adults in the room, I guess. That's decent and honorable, right? 80% of workers in this country live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. 80%. 60% of people don't have $500 in, a, in an emergency to pay for whatever, mm-hmm. right? Healthcare debt is through the roof. Tens of millions of people don't even have insurance. Mm-hmm. Millions more are underinsured. Yep. Student debt. 
And then Biden, what does he do? He says to his billionaire donors that Nothing's nothing change. will change. Is that what he means by honor and decency? That's saving the soul of America, I guess, is saving the lifestyle of the 1%. And for the rest of the country, it's like basically like a cross from between like the running man and Mad Max. That's the fucking decency that he's talking about, I guess. Um, like he wrote the fucking bankruptcy bill that launched Elizabeth Warren's career. That yeah. destroyed countless lives, for sure. Like he spent decades trying to cut Social Security. He opposed pharma price regulation. Uh, he was for trade deals that resulted in fucking 40 years of uh, wealth transfer from the bottom to the top. Millions of jobs lost and, or shipped overseas. You know, he extended the, bu the Bush tax cuts and worked hand in hand with fucking Mitch McConnell doing that. Yeah. That's the fucking decency he's talking about. That's saving America's soul. That guy. As I said, he fucking cheerleaded us into Iraq. Super honorable thing to do. Uh, everybody cheerleaded. Everybody but Bernie. Not Bernie. No, I said everybody but Bernie cheerleaded us into Iraq. You know, the soul of America. There was a study uh, a few years ago about deaths of despair. that showed that white working class Americans in the 40s and 50s were dying of suicide to such a rate uh, to alcoholism and drug abuse that the overall mortality rate for that age group uh, was no longer falling for the first time in like decades. Uh, and the same authors uh, from that study just uh, released a book that shows that not only is this the case for working class people in ages 40 to 50, but across the spectrum for all ages and all ethnicities for people that don't have a four-year college degree. The vast majority of this fucking country is in despair. And why? They say, literally, I'm going to uh, quote here, European countries have faced the same kind of technological change we have, and they're not seeing the people killing themselves with, uh, that people are killing themselves with guns or drugs or alcohol. There is something unique about the way the U.S. is handling this. Right? Inequality has risen. Workers have less bargaining power. Outsourcing... We have the most expensive healthcare system in the developed world by far, you know, and they even show that like non-college grads um, have lower marital rates, not that, you know, I mean, it's just one measure, right? Mm -hmm. They suffer more from chronic pain. They drink more. They are generally unhappier. You know, and if you do go to college for fucking four years, you have, you crushed by debt at the end. And then Biden goes around and he says, oh, I have no empathy for the struggles of the younger generation. Literally, he said, I have, give me a break. Come on, man. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. I have no empathy. That is the honor and decency he's talking about. That is the soul of America he wants to, to save. Nothing is going to change. And fucking life expectancy is literally decreasing in America. Because people are in debt. They don't have health care. Like, fuck him. I mean, and I can understand maybe you don't like Bernie personally or whatever, but, you know, as Joe Biden would say, come on, man. Get your words straight, Jack. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's fucking, it's outrageous when you think about it. Uh, it makes me angry personally. Uh, I, I, that's why I let you go off. Um, I, I'm annoyed by, I, I was definitely angry at the, 
I mean, the hypocrisy is the hypocrisy, right? Like there, he's the the soul of America bullshit is is less. I don't know if I'm if I'm usually you're the cynic. I'm 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 the pragmatist, but maybe this is me being the cynic here. I don't expect anything from Joe Biden. Like, you know what I mean? Just like historically, he's a part of the machine. He's part of the last. And the soul of America is what he's saying in lieu of the fact that he doesn't have a message. Right. Like it's, but it's Trump is rude. You know, we need to be decent again. Yeah. It's no, no, no. But I'm saying but he, it's that's what I'm saying. He's running against Trump. He's not running for anything. So and he's probably got told. That, you know what's rude is like uh, declaring bankruptcy and then uh, you still can't get rid of your fucking student debt because of a bill that he wrote. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying like that soul of America, it's, it's insulting. The, uh, the, uh, I was angry at the I don't have any empathy thing just because it's like and, – and I've said this because I've said this multiple times on, on, on our pod. Like I have always – like he's I hate the fact that someone who's benefited from so many people's empathy in his life has the balls to say that that bothers me more than a a campaign slogan the soul of america thing like it, it it's just it just emphasizes the fact that he has no real fucking message that he's not running for anything he's running against something that's just fucking branding but the i have no empathy it's like literally your whole life you've been given the benefit of the doubt as a quote-unquote decent man who's lived through a lot of tragedy and that requires people who have not had these things happen to them but have had other things happen to them giving you the benefit of the doubt vis-a-vis empathy and that i do agree with you is is and the truth is Joe Biden's an he's a fucking asshole. Like and I don't mean that in like a necessarily like like go fuck yourself you fucking asshole way. He's he's a proto fucking dude, bro. Like he you know what I mean? Like he he fucking runs his mouth. Yeah, Joe yeah, Biden yeah, yeah. is a guy who runs his fucking mouth. Yep. And so that's more, like if you actually sat him down and said, "You know, I find it interesting that you don't – and with no camera on because on camera he'll just get defensive and, and dude bro his way out of it. But if you actually had a one-on-one – He'll challenge you to a push-up contest? Yeah, he'll do <laughs> – yeah, he'll call you some fucking uh, old-timey fucking uh, nickname slash diss. We used to have yeah. a saying in the neighborhood. Yeah. Don't bring a so, toad out in the rain. Right, right. Otherwise, it lays a golden egg or some shit like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, he, but if you actually sat him down and said, you know, like, you really don't have empathy for people who are struggling, and and, and framed it the way I was talking about, like, you know, you, you've you've been lucky enough to have uh, people connect with you because you've been through so much, and that's a, an extension of empathy. You don't have empathy for. People who don't have, like, the whole point of empathy is that people have problems that might not be like yours, but they are concerned and care about your problems. Like, you've benefited quite a bit from that. And if you told, if you talked to him like that with no camera on, he'd probably be like, oh, shit. Damn, you're right. But the problem is, he's, I mean, he's, he's, he's a fucking asshole. 
Like, no, he, he doesn't, he's not, he's, he's not stupid, but he's certainly, he's not thoughtful. The thing he's never been is thoughtful. Right, right. He's not fucking quick, which is a problem against running against Trump. Well, and also the problem with running against Trump with his record is that Trump already tweeted, I will protect your Social Security and Medicare, unlike Joe Biden, who will destroy both in short order. And it doesn't matter with Trump that he literally, like a few days earlier, he said, oh, I will cut entitlements. He was talking about in Davos. He was talking yeah, about Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, But it doesn't matter, though. He can run to the left of Joe Biden on race, on labor, on yeah. on fucking Social Security and all these yeah. things. Because he doesn't care about lying. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's but the fact that he can just do that. Yeah. And Joe Biden is clearly cognitively not up to the task. Right. And I'm not even, well, this is not me shitting on him. This is literally, it, yeah, yeah, like no, his no. campaign is almost elderly abuse. Like he should be in an old people's I mean, home, being given tea every I mean, two hours, and I just watch Judge Judy. I said that during the our Bloomberg episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, yo, he's not, yeah. you know. He's, he, he, he should not be running for president. No. No, I feel bad. I no chance against Trump. I, I said, like, and I said this before South Carolina. I was like, I, and I was saying it as a, as a kind of a, a fair, a fucking farewell. I'll go fuck myself for having done that. But, uh, you know, like, I feel, I feel shitty that people thought that this was, this is what they needed. And, and, it, and it's shitty because it's, it, and the way it's played out is that this is literally, oh, We have to stop Bernie at all costs. Like, even if it means running this guy who can't beat Trump. Like, if he beats Trump, there's two problems. There's two problems. I don't think he can beat Trump. But also, if even if he does, it, it, it's a temporary fucking solve. Yeah, the Republicans will find someone worse than Trump to put against him next time. Or Trump can run again. Here's the thing. <laughs> right. Trump is, if he loses re-election, he has four years to just snipe at fucking yeah. this, this de rapidly deteriorating motherfucker. Are we going to force ourselves to run him out there again in 2024 to try to hold off Trump? Because here's the thing. Impeachment's the only way to guarantee he couldn't have fucking run. But I, I, kind, of, I kind of think of this in this way. I think that the fundamental mistake that the Democrats are making right now with Joe Biden, set aside the fact that going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Trump, he, he will never be able to beat him, is that the Republicans only focus on Trump himself instead of focusing on Trumpism. And the Democratic Party needs to defeat Trumpism more than Trump. Yep. And Bernie Sanders is the only one who can do that because he is actually laying out a vision for exactly the kind of working class people that I was talking about before that kill themselves in record numbers now because, well, uh, you know, the way that the economy has been going in this country for the last 40 years. Although, and there is a substantial amount of these people that also voted for Trump and uh, that probably put him over the edge in like places like uh, Pennsylvania and Wisconsin um, and, and Michigan which should have 
gone to fucking Hillary just mm-hmm. for the simple fact that she is a, de- a Democrat. But these people realize that the Democratic Party has done nothing for the working class in 40 years. And they were just like, well, fuck it. You know, we're going to give it to the guy who at least acknowledges the fact that there is a problem. You know, even though right. he's the worst possible messenger, they, no, probably, no, no, no. they probably knew also that he was not going to do anything. But they, wasn't, they were not going to vote for a fucking multimillionaire who has been entrenched in the system for decades and, they say, and who says America is already great. You know what I right. mean? I think we're de- beating a dead horse on that one. Yeah, we agree there. But what I will say, I do. I actually have to kind of flip it just a bit not just on the Democratic establishment, and, and, I, and I'm going to say this, the Democratic establishment gets away with doing shit like this because of the, th- the next thing I'm going to say. All right? If any of this shit is true, like in terms of the numbers, fucking 18 to 29-year-olds, do your fucking part. Yeah. If you fucks who love to be all Bernie all day on social media showed up for more than 13 fucking percent of y'all motherfuckers. That's true. Okay? The Democrats get to pull this shit because they don't take you seriously. And who the fuck would take your stupid fucking FOMO motherfucking asses seriously if only 13% of you fuck show up? Yeah, I mean, this Biden thing really is the revenge of the boomers. You know, they get to fucking say, fuck you, because you don't fuck it. You're not serious. You fucking assholes. I'm not I hate being old man yells at a fucking cloud, (laughs) but you motherfuckers deserve it after what happened to Bernie last week. And the problem is with uh, Revenge of the Boomers is that in a presidential election, Biden will lose all those southern states that he won against yep. against uh, Bernie. And the boomer base of the Republicans is way more fired up than the boomer base of the Democrats. And they will turn out probably in record numbers as they have in 2018 in the midterm. The thing is, there are more Democrats in the United States than there are Republicans. So you need to turn them out in even higher numbers, which the Democrats also did. But they did it on mostly like, you know, down ballot tickets by talking about progressive reform in healthcare. Yep. That is the number one issue with people in this country is healthcare. Yep. And you look at exit polls and all the all, every single Super Tuesday state, there was a majority of people favorable for replacing private health insurance with a Medicare for all program yep. program. In every single Super Tuesday state, no matter if it went for Biden or for Bernie. Yep. Everyone wants universal health care. Yeah. And this brings me to the, the, the last part of my, my rant that I had. Uh, as, as it happened um, in episode two when World War Three almost broke out, and in order to keep my sanity, I, I went to literature and read some old Thomas Mann shit that he wrote uh, when he was living in L.A. And, and watching the horror of Hitler from afar. I went. The, what happened on Super Tuesday reminded me of another one of my compatriots who came to the West Coast, <laughs> and then under reg, on the, in, under Nixon, actually, uh, sorry, under Nixon, almost actually got like run out of the country. Uh, Herbert Marcuse. 
he in the 60s wrote a, a classic of the genre called One Dimensional Man. And basically the, the central argument of the book is that, um, you know, you have certain primordial needs like shelter, clothes and, right. and food and whatnot. And capitalism creates all these secondary needs that you have um, that you can only satisfy by uh, participating in capitalism. You know, so people cannot conceive of anything other than the capitalist system they live in, right? right. It's something viable. Um, but there was this, there's this one paragraph that I was thinking of uh, when I was thinking about, you know, the fundamental divide between the, the worldview of a Biden that he's, he's fighting for and a worldview of Bernie that he's, he's fighting for. Uh -huh. um, pretty early in the book, he, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote Marcuse here. Thus, ec economic freedom would mean freedom from the economy, from being controlled by economic forces and relationships, freedom from the daily struggle, struggle for existence, from earning a living. Political freedom would mean liberation of the individuals from politics, over which they have no effective control. Similarly, intellectual freedom would mean the restoration of individual thought, now, uh, not absorbed by mass communication and uh, indoctrination, and abolition of public opinion together with its makers. So, you know, no New York Times opinion page. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the most effective and enduring form of warfare against liberation is the implanting of material and intellectual needs that perpetuate obsolete forms of struggle for existence. That is literally the difference between Bernie and Biden. Because when Bernie says, you know, I want to give healthcare to poor people, what he says is he wants to free them from the burden of not having it, from this artificial struggle that they should not have, you know? Right. Like humane uh, housing policies, yeah. fucking all of that shit. It's not, you know, uh, we want to execute fucking Chris Matthews in Central Park. Again, it's right. to just lift the burden off of people that are not free, actually, in this vaunted fucking free market capitalism. They are not free. Right. They uh, are not. Hey, uh, on that note, Yang Gang, Andrew Yang and fucking Elizabeth Warren... <laughs> What the fuck are you doing not endorsing Bernie at this point? Yeah, right. Yang, Yang should, endorse, but, should endorse but, Bernie. But I, I only thought of that because of your specific point is literally what what Yang references with his UBI and all that. Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Except that I'm yeah, sorry, I, mean, it, I'm, I, don't, I don't agree with his solution. I mean, it's bullshit. Is, but, it's not well thought out. Like, but. Yeah, we, just, we need a robust governmental program that alleviates the struggle that people go through that is completely artificial, that is imposed on them by a fucking predatory capitalist system yep. that favors only, you know, a small sliver. Even if you count all of the affluent coastal PMCs, it's only a few hundred thousand people. <laughs> you know, it's not like... <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, look, there's... there's uh, it's not like there's a groundswell of tech bros for which we need to do politics. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, that's uh, on that note. On that note, this has been uh, episode eleven, Dilettante Central podcast. Uh, we the are precipice of the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. This this might be the last time we do this uh, in the same room. Check us out uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Dilettante uh, CP on Twitter at Dilettante Central on uh, Instagram. Dilettante spelled D I L E. T-T-A-N-T-E. All right, we out. Peace.